Bav Metziah, Perik Ches, Mishnah, Base 8-2. We still have a couple of Mishnahs more to go that are going to talk about things pertaining to uh, custodianship, Shomrim. But the truth is we're moving away from that topic. And this Mishnah, although it's couched in the topic of um, a She'ela and a Sechira, renting and borrowing, but really it's about something totally different. Really, we're now in this Mishnah discussing how it works when you have um, a plaintiff, a Toen, who is... Um, claiming one thing, and the defendant, the nit'on, uh, claim the other thing. And they really can go um, in four basic ways. That's the schematic of this mission here. You could be that the plaintiff is certain about his rights to being compensated, and the defendant is certain he doesn't have to pay. Or maybe the defendant is not sure, just he's, he's what's called a shema, he's got an uncertain claim. Um, and it could also be that the, the plaintiff is uncertain, he's the one who's a shema, but the, the defendant is bari, he's certain. Or it could be that both are bari, it could be both both are shema, both are not certain. Um, and how we do that, and how we play that out in court. So the case, the specific case of our Mishnah here, um, involves, there are actually three separate cases that just make sense, kind of confusing, they're all exactly the same, lalacha, where you have uh, a person who's both renting and borrowing from the same person. It could be the same cow, um, and there's actually three cases. The first case is, he first, he takes one cow for one day, and the first half of the day, he is uh, borrowing it. He's a shoel. And the second half of the day, he's a socher. And the second case, which is really the same, is that he gets the cow for two days. The first day, it's a it's a um, it's borrowed, and the second day, it's rented. And then the third case, the mishnah seems to be that you have two different cows, one of which is rented, one of which is borrowed. It's all the same. The point is that remember, when it comes to an ones, when those, let's say the cow dies, we don't know why it dies; just the cows die eventually. So if the cow was a sha'ula, if it was a, re- a borrowed cow, so then the shomer is a borrower, he's a shoel, and therefore he's chayv and ont, and he has to make compensation, because his obligations return the cow, regardless of whether or not he could have done anything to prevent the cow from dying. Whereas if the cow was sachur, he was a socher, a renter, so the renter is exempt from ont, and he can, he can say, listen, the cow died, I'm sorry, you can, I, don't, I have nothing to do with it, um, but I'm exempt, so I don't have to pay you. So, um, that's the setup of Mishnah. We're going to have four different um, cases of the Mishnah. Um, all, there'll be these three separate versions, all the same, that you basically have a, a co-mingling of uh, potential renting and potential borrowing, and therefore potential obligated, potential not obligated regarding uh, uh, an onus. And then we'll have the four cases where the two claimants are either, um, each one that gets a chance to be certain and uncertain in all four possible permutations in terms of his claim for liability. So the Mishnah says inside, if a person borrows a cow, and it's He gets the cow for one day, the first half of the day it's borrowed and unpaid, and the second half of the day it's rented and paid for. Or the same legal schedule would be if it's The cow was taken for two days, one day it was, the first day it was borrowed, and therefore chayv and onsen, and the second day it was rented, and therefore exempt from onsen. Or, the third case, equally the same, sacharachas, v'shalachas, he got two cows, one of which was borrowed, one of which was rented, and then the mason, all three of those cases, which really, like I said, are the same, the cow dies, and now they're fighting over whether or not the, the borrower slash renter has to make compensation. So the first case is, Hamashil Omer Sha'ula Mesa. The Mashil, meaning the owner of the cow who rented it out, he says that 
the status of the cow that died was a borrowed cow, and therefore the defendant, the borrower, has to make compensation. So the first case there is, we're talking about, there, there's the two cows case. So he says, Sha'ullah may say it was the borrowed cow that died as opposed to the rented cow. Or equally, Bayom Shahaisa Sha'ullah Mesa, it was two days, and the day in which it died was the day in which it was rented, excuse me, the day in which it was borrowed, and therefore you're obligated. Or Bishashaisa Sha'ullah Mesa, or the third case is that it was the single cow for one single day, but half the day was rented, half the day was borrowed, and the owner of the cow says, well, it died during the period in which it was a borrowed cow. Then again, therefore, you're chayev to make compensation, um, even though it's onsen. So that's this. The, his claim is what's called a bari claim, right? He's claiming claim with certainty. I was there. I saw. I know the cow died um, when it was in the shula status, and therefore you have to pay me. Vahala, the other guy, the defendant, the renter slash borrower, Omer. His claim is eniodea. I don't know. I didn't see. Maybe you're right, and maybe you're wrong. So that's called a Shema claim. He's saying uncertain. I'm not saying for certain I don't owe you the money, but I'm not convinced I do owe the money. I just don't know. So then says the Mishnah Chayev. Chayev means that the borrower has to pay back for the cow. Now, there's a Mechlokos Amorayim. And one Shita holds that if you have two claims, Bari Veshema, one person certain, one person not certain. So then Bari Adif, the one that triumphs in that fight, is the one who's got a certain claim, which would mean that if the Bari is the plaintiff, he's saying, I know you owe me money, and the defendant is the Shema, I'm not sure. So then Bari Adif, the Bari wins out, meaning that the defendant would have to pay. And that's what our Mishra seems to be saying. So according to that, Shita Namarim, our Mishra reads very easily and straightforward. There is, however, another Shita in the Amarim, and this Shita is the Shita Lahalacha which is that if you have bari v'shema, bari lav adif, if you have the claim where the defendant is not sure, and the claimant, the plaintiff is sure, but he has no proof that he's right, he just claims certainty. So then the principle is, hamotu machavero alav haraya, the burden of proof is on the one who's trying to extract money from his fellow, meaning that bari v'shema lav adif, just because you're sure you're owed the money doesn't help things. If you want the court to give you an award, you have to bring proof, you need a raya, you need to have someone who can, you know, witnesses that will confirm it or something like that. So, that's the halacha. Now, our Mishnah, on face value, cannot be read according to the Shita. Um, so it reads simply, if you hold Bari Veshema Bari Adif, but it, if you hold Hamotu Mechavel Avaraya, the question would be, well, why would it be that um, the Mishnah says Chayef? He should be exempt. He should be exempt from paying, because no Raya here. So, the Bartanura follows the um, path of the Rambam, who explains this Mishnah, according to the halacha, meaning according to the Amarayim, who hold that bar mishema shema lav adif, and therefore motu mechaver lav raya. And if that's the case, why does the Mishnah say chayev? So the Gemara says, well, that approach in the Amarayim, which is, like I said, the halachic accepted approach, um, would have to understand that there's more here than meets the eye. And the more that isn't explicit in the Mishnah is that there is an additional um, cow in the mix. And that additional cow um, uh, the plaintiff claims he's also owed for, however that, you know, it also die, let's say, whatever there is, and the defendant is agreeing to that. The defendant, the Shoel, the Nitan, he's saying, I agree that the one cow I owe you for, I'm just disputing the second cow. So once you have that, you have a whole different set of rules, because that's what's called Moda B'Mitzas. We actually had that before. And the Moda B'Mitzas, again, means that 
you have a plaintiff who's claiming he's owed something, a hundred, and the defendant agrees to part of the claim. Let's say he agrees to 60, but he disputes the other 40. So the rule is, of course, if the plaintiff has no um, evidence, he can't extract the other 40. But the Torah allows him to demand a shvua. He can demand that the defendant swears regarding the other 40. And that's called shvuas moda the partial admission swear. And the rule is, of course, so that would be the case over here. If the case is, there's another cow, which, another liability, which the defendant, the shoel, the, 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 is agreeing to, so he has to pay for that, but he's denying this other half, that's the topic of our Mishnah, so he'd have to take a shvu and swear that he doesn't owe the other half. The problem is he can't swear that he doesn't owe the other half because he's any Udea, he doesn't know. And the rule is that if you're put to swear, but you can't swear, so the rule is that you have to pay. So you have two options, either you have to swear, on the mixas you're denying, or you have to pay. Since he can't swear, he has to pay. So that's the case of a Mishnah here, according to the Bartunra, which would be Lahalacha. Okay, that was case number one of four. Case number two of four, you have the Socher Omer Sechura Mesa. Now the Bari, the certain claim is coming from the defendant. He's saying, I know for a fact that it was the rented cow, was the cow that died, and therefore I'm certain I'm exempt. Here he's referred to as the Socher, in the previous case, the mission was referred to as the Shoel, because here he's claiming he was a Socher at the time. The relevant point is he was a renter. So he's saying he's, he's certainly he's a renter. And that would be, if we're talking about the first cases, we have two cows, right? So Socher Omer Sechura Mesa. Of the two cows, it was the rented cow that died. Or Biyom Shaisa Sechura Mesa. Or it was, of the two days, it was the day that it was a rental. That's when it died, so I'm exempt. Or Bisha Shaisa Sechura Mesa. Or <clears throat> at the time that it died, because it, it was a cow rented for one day, but half of the day was rented, half the day was, was borrowed, it died during the rental period. And therefore, I'm exempt. He's claiming that as a bari, with certainty. Vahala, and the plaintiff, the owner of the cow, Omer Eniyodea, he doesn't know. So then says the Mishnah Patra, then the defendant to totally off the hook, because he's claiming with certainty. Um, and uh, so he, he can't be, well, you know, he... he if we understand the, that we're going to understand the whole way through, this is a, a mode of a mixa situation where there's another cow. Um, so good, he'll pay for that cow. The other cow, he's saying he was certain he doesn't owe for, and therefore he could take the shvua. He'll swear on the shvua, shvua's mode of mixa that he doesn't obligate another half, and he'll be exempt. And that's that. So that's straightforward enough. The third case, Ze'omer Shu'ula Ze'omer Sechura. Both of them, Plaintiff and defendant are both claiming with certainty as Bari that there are two opposite positions. The owner says it was rented, see, it was borrowed at the time, and therefore you have to pay him back. Whereas the renter says, no, it was a rental, and I have to pay it back. So then, He will have to swear that, it, that he doesn't have to pay. So what oath, what, what shvu we're talking about over here? So it's the same case again. Um, if you understand it's a motor mixas, so then it's the same situation again. He'll swear on the on the mixas and be off the hook, done like that. Now, there's a bit of a complexity. If you, let me leave it at that, okay? Fine, leave it there. So simple enough. Um, the fourth case is Zeomer any Yodea Zeomer any Yodea. If both plaintiff and defendant both say, I just don't know. We're well-meaning Jews. I understand it could have died when it was a shura, it could have died when it was a shula, I just don't know which. And the same goes with the owner. It's the same thing. So what do they do? So 
says the Mishnah, they should split the difference. They should just divide up the, the cows with a hundred. So then the, if the lost a hundred, so then the, the renter slash borrower should pay 50. Okay, now that um, is based on the principle of mamon hamutl basafik yachloku. If you have a situation of what's drara, de, it's called drara de mamona, an uncertainty with what to do with who is entitled to some financial payment, we just don't know. We're, we're the, the rabbis, the bezdin, are just going to ever forever remain in doubt because no one knows the facts. So, the shita here is that not the case, so they split the difference, they, the yachaloku. That is the shita of sumchus, the famous simcha, shita of sumchus, the moment of Motul Basafik yachaloku. However, the halacha follows the chachamim, uh, which is, we don't say that. What we say is, in all cases. And if we don't know, then we just won't extract money from the mochzak, the person who we won't take money from the guy who, who has money in his pocket, won't do that. So therefore, again, this Mishnah is not going to halacha, this part of it. Um, it's going according to sumchus shita, but lahalacha. Uh, you wouldn't be able to force the guy um, to take a shvua of any kind because there's no certain claim on the ca- case of the plaintiff, um, and therefore the defendant simply will pay nothing.